Welcome to the Spiritual Boss Podcast for spiritual seekers and lurkers, the respectfully curious, and the pursuers of their passion. Hosted by Melanie Dawn, Jen Anderson, and Tanya Ryan. But today, it's just me, just Melanie. And I think it might be as good a time as any given the current climate. And I'm not going to address it, but given the current climate and how everyone's nervous systems are in a high state of alert... I think now is a good a time as any is it what is what I'm feeling really relevant to this experience. And over the weekend, not this one, but the one past, I just hosted lovely human beings and, and we dug real deep into the practice of yoga nidra and the methodology that goes into practicing yoga nidra and a lot of yogic wisdom. And with that yogic wisdom comes the idea of uh, holding a programming called a samskara and a samskara is like a uh, this is the best example i can i could give you is that it is like a riverbed and of thoughts and past programming and past experiences and when we base our future or our present choices based on past experiences, it just deepens and expands this riverbed. So the the thoughts will naturally go down whatever your past programming was. You, unless you are a very, 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 very conscious human being, are still operating on programs that kept you safe from the time you were zero conception to, and this could even include if you want to ride the reincarnation and the, the soul reincarnates train with me. This could even include past lives. So from the time of conception, well beyond past lives, to up to 7 to 12 years old. And 7 to 12 years old is a, 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 an iffy range. I think most of it is probably in place by 7 or 8 years old. So whatever your little self experienced through the very small lens that you had of the world, whatever your family, your upbringing was like, whatever your birth was like, is how you see the world. So that seven-year-old is looking out of your 30-year-old eyes, your 40-year-old eyes, and experiencing every moment, not as a new moment, but a moment that is based in the past. And I'll give you an example. I'm just trying to quickly conjure one up. If you had a traumatic birth, if your safety was at risk, your mother's uh, stress hormones flooded the fetus you prior to birth, this is stored and coded in your body memory. Your body's memory has a reactive response based on subconscious programming. And if you've listened to me before, I consider our bodies our subconscious. They are the reactive. That's why we suffer emotional illness through a physical symptom. The body is holding all of our past stored memories, and the unconscious is what we've repressed, refused, denied, and that's what we, we consciously try to avoid and unconsciously magnetize to us because what we resist persists, right? When we're operating from that little seven-year-old space, it can be really hard to distinguish is what I'm experiencing in, in, experiencing in this moment actually how I feel? 
Or did it keep me safe in the past? And when we think about safety, this is just a matter of survival. It's not thrival. It's not thriving. So did it keep me alive in the past? Well, that's going to be how I respond in the future. So if any time someone sends me, uh, I'll just let you into my world for a minute. It's reactive response is a wound. So if I get uh, a short response from someone over text, and I don't do this, but I'm I'm going to use me as an example because I have I, actually I probably do, but I don't very often. have to talk myself out of it is probably what I'm telling you. So if I get a short response from someone over text, my immediate downloads go into, oh my God, this person is rejecting me. And then my innate reaction to that, my subconscious reaction is to have a feeling about them where I reject them first, where it's like, yeah, this is over. This is done. Uh, I don't have space for it in my life. I won't be treated this way. So looking at that is how often are we reacting to past experiences instead of being fully present in the one that we're in? And there are not very many humans who are absolutely present in every moment and experiencing every moment as new. And we can look at that as you hear, you can't see a train, but you can hear a train. So you can create the experience of a train inside your mind. When is the last time you heard a train sound without attaching a train to it? You know, just as a pure sound, a pure experience for the first time ever without needing to know what it was tied to or where it came from. And that's the kind of sleepwalking that we are doing. And that's the kind of sleepwalking that we're being activated into is all of our wounding. And especially because we have this social media platform where we are, it's supposed to be fun and light, but it's getting quite heavy at certain points in time. And we feel safe sharing viewpoints online Because we have this veil of cover, like it doesn't exist. It's a non-reality until you're in it. And then you're like, how did I get here? How do I undo this? This isn't who I want to be. But we have, we, we, and I'll just, I, I have to say this because watching all of these reactions play out, including my own, are like standing in the middle of the street naked. for all the world to see everything you consider vulnerable because all we're doing is sharing our wounding we're sharing our our hurts we're sharing our fears we aren't changing anything when we're reacting we aren't changing a single thing we are in our beta brain state which is fight or flight it won't take in in fight or flight you can't take in any new information everything you're getting is not based on a conscious choice this is all reaction and reaction is like a hand slapping a wasp away It's not very intelligent, but it works, right? So when we're standing in the middle of the street naked, declaring our beliefs in that for all the world to see, it's just like looking at sub and unconscious programming. All your friends know why you keep repeating the same cycle, or they can see your same cycle that you keep repeating, but you yourself are lost in it. It's completely oblivious. You think, Oh, I, you know, let's go to a relationship because I've had 
quite a few disastrous ones of those to share. And if we go into a relationship, the best thing I ever heard, the most incredible insight I ever got was when I heard someone say, yeah, that's a same guy, different shirt. And it's same, same, uh, same guy, different shirt means you've created the same experience just with different players. And why you've done that is that there is a safety or a familiarity, a comfort with that experience. So even though it's considered harmful, we want to outgrow it. We consciously want to choose something different. Our sub and unconscious is trying to hold us in that pattern. It's trying to keep us in that space. And when we're reacting, we can't even see that there is a wound crying out to be healed. There is an incredible hunger that this wound is feeding on at that moment. If we could all, what's the answer to this in relation to others? If we could all just see that there are adult children walking around in belief systems that literally mean to them life or death, they don't really mean to be nasty. They don't really mean to be mean no matter what side of the fence they're on. This is their response. This is their reaction. This is how they've been kept safe. And you can hold space for that. And most of all, hold space for yourself while it's happening. Because if you are responding, and I I don't even mean respond, I mean reacting to their reaction, you guys are in a dysfunctional relationship at that moment where one is feeding off the other's wounds. They're working together to give you exactly what you're seeking for familiarity. If it's, I will be rejected. I won't ever be loved. I'm always unsafe. The world is a dangerous place. Whatever belief system or operating platform that you are coming from that is activated, that's where we are right there looking at that. And I kind of just, I went into my own little world there. I was thinking I got to come back to samskaras. So at the root of every wound is a belief system, something very general in nature, but profound in practice. So something like a belief system or a limiting belief of I'm not worthy will show up in relationships, whether they're platonic, intimate, that you are constantly having to give more than you receive. This will also show up in work relationships, family, all of that. If you have this innate belief that I am not safe, you may be someone who takes choices that you think are safe in the moment, but that are reckless in nature. If you have the belief system that I'll never be accepted, Perhaps you self-reject before you ever fully feel accepted. In When we look at samskaras, the limiting belief is the samskara. It's the riverbed. The more that we feed that wound, the more that we feed that limiting belief system, the deeper the riverbed gets. And what is the response is holding space awareness, conscious awareness, and compassion for self. And giving yourself space to grow. 
when we live in the past, we don't give ourselves space to grow. There is never any space to grow when we're constantly comparing ourselves to our past self. You can change in any moment. So holding space, finding compassion, and being with this samskara, this stored experience, this stored wounding that has been with you since a child. What you can do to relax that programming and soften into a more enhanced and intuitive state of being is by accessing your subconscious programming. I do that. There are, I think, a couple different ways. But for me, I do that through the practice of yoga nidra. But I've also been talking with people who just do the pure practice and have been doing it for years. There are a few in the training. And they just had no idea the depth and profound medicine that the practice can be. When you go into the subconscious mind, it's like, how do I explain it? Just like putting your pants on or driving your car, sometimes you might drive your car for full 45 minutes and remember nothing about that drive. That's because that's your reactive subconscious programming. It's got you. It wants to keep you safe. It wants to do what it did yesterday. That's where its, it's favorite time to be alive is there. So how we would access the subconscious programming is by methodically moving through the body in the same way every time in a softened brain state, what we know as alpha. And you could even be sort of going into theta, um, less awareness, less will present. But when we have this soft awareness of alpha brain state and we inject our will at that moment, you have the profound ability to undo that wounding. And do I think that you will ever be completely free and healed of it? I don't know if you want to. I think that the way that I've I've been seeing it is that The work that we do for our healing is actually our compass that guides us through life. And it is one of the most expansive tools that we have in our toolkit is our wounds. They're given to us to create a space of compassion for others who are going through the same things. But we can only carve out that space of compassion when we can witness ourselves in our own wounding. So I'm not entirely sure that we ever completely and totally heal, but I do think that we become less reactive. And the more that you work with what inside of a nidra practice is called a sankalpa, this is the opposite of a limiting belief. This is the belief that you came here whole, worthy, accepted, loved, and safe. Loved and safe. A sankalpa is that general overall encompassing feeling of warmth like being home and it could be all of those there was a really beautiful beautiful sankalpa on the weekend that was i am chosen and man did that vibrate my cells i'd never heard that before but that was a gift to her through the practices that this was what she was here to work through and man did it line up it was that's probably one of my favorite moments of teaching this practice is to see someone just come in complete and total harmony with their sankalpa 
So when you're working, I've got big breaths. I, I'm, I am uh, so excited today and I don't know why. I'm just like on cloud nine. So I'm very, very excited talking fast and have a really hard time too just talking to myself. I do miss Jen and Tanya a great deal. So when we're working with Sankalpas, samskaras, all of these beautiful Sanskrit terms, what you're really looking at is how am I responding or reacting to my wounding? Is this moment one based on a past experience or am I actually present with what's going on in this moment, which may have some flags of the past, but this is different. This is an opportunity to choose differently, to either hold off on a reaction or respond in a different way. And that's such a, such a powerful experience. It can also be very painful. Um, it's painful when I, when I see in myself that a lot of the pain and so much pain has been self-directed and influenced where I kept asking for my outer world to change. Just being like, why? I, I did everything different this time. But I didn't. I didn't. <laughs> Everything was the same. The people were different. The in the uh, the specific experience changed, but all of my reactions, responses, and lost boundaries were the same. So that can be pretty painful. But imagine living the rest of your life still in that haze of not knowing that there is opportunity to change and there is an opportunity to create peace, well-being and a state of equanimity inside of the body. And I think that's probably one of my most favorite pieces about the practice of yoga nidra is that it it is how do I want to say this? It feels like a blanket of neutrality that you are able to experience the duality of your preferences. I like this. I don't like that. Side by side and to witness your reaction to them, witness your response to them and where that's coming from, where that's oriented and it has its origin in. I think that's probably some of my favorite pieces of yoga nidra. I didn't even mean for this to be about yoga nidra, but I always find a way to loop it back, especially when I'm looking at people being reactive instead of responsive. And we can all ask for kindness and just ask people to be better people. But what we're really asking for them to do is to do the deep work of their own self-healing. And I think I'll close off there. Uh, I hope you guys all hold this world in light and compassion and yourself in light and compassion first. And I am right there with you. Thank you so much for joining us on this episode of The Spiritual Boss. I so appreciate you listening. Please click the subscribe button. And if you've enjoyed this podcast, please share it with your friends and leave us a positive review so that more people can find us. You can email us uh, add comments any all the things you can hit us up on Instagram. You can't find us on Facebook as a spiritual boss podcast, but you can sure find us on there as Melanie Dawn, Tanya Ryan and Jen Anderson. And I think that's it guys. Peace in peace out.